so excited to share this guest with you today. I have known her for almost two years, and she is an amazing, amazing person and so smart and just like you're just going to hear her vibrancy over the podcast. Like, I'm just so excited. So, Anna Mae, how are you doing today? Hey, Jordan. I'm so, so honored to be here. The System Saved Me podcast that I listen to every week. <laughs> I'm so, so honored. So let's just go ahead and start off by having you tell my people a couple of details about you and your business. Well, my name is Anna Mae Ford. I am consultant for business women entrepreneurs helping them to press play basically into their dreams by helping them manage their projects since I'm a certified Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt. Yes, exactly. So an anime is in Panama and so she just gets to live in tropical amazingness basically every day. So everyone be jealous. Tropical humidity every single day. Uh, Believe me, that's it sounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but let's dive in to the juicy stuff. So we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm super unfamiliar with, um, which is not rare, I guess, in my podcast, but I feel like I've heard of, or I've dived into a lot of things. But one thing I haven't is Lean Six Sigma. So you had mentioned that in your bio, and I think it could really interest a lot of people. Some people might be familiar with it because I know it's kind of corporate but I know that obviously with when it comes to entrepreneurship, you really have to find different productivity systems that work for you. And so I'm really excited to dive in. So kind of describe your business or your clients' businesses before they put Lean Six Sigma in place. Yes. So before Lean Six Sigma, everything basically is chaos in terms of a lot of waste, wasting products, waste in, you know, implementation methods, waste all around. It can be physical. It can be waste of talent. It can be waste of time. But for me, that, that is the worst one of all. Yes. Because that brings a waste in money, mm-hmm. wasting opportunity costs. So it's a lot of waste. And that's, you know, if you, for example, if you think of, I don't know, what is your favorite meat? I'm a beef steak person. For sure. So if you, if you think of your steak, obviously all, all that fat around your steak makes it so yummy. Mm. But usually we have to get it out. We have to make yep. steak lean. So you can actually cook it better and eat it better and it's better for your health and all that. Well, yep. Your business is the same. You have to cut mm. out all that grease, all that fat. I'm sorry. Yeah. So your process is very lean and you can work way more efficient. Yes, absolutely. So then was there a moment that kind of drives you or your clients to say, okay, I need to put some sort of productivity system in place? Is there a moment? Is it health related? Is it you just there's a point in overwhelm. Is there a specific moment that tends to happen? I would say it totally depends on each person Mm -hmm. and each business. Because if you are, for example, a service-based business, that point of overwhelm, it's going to be mainly you are maxed out in clients or you actually, you don't have clients. You don't have anybody to serve 
because probably you haven't even started to make any process at all. So in my case, I really, as a project manager, you really meet people where they are, they're at. Yes. And I do have the whole range, you know, I have women that come to me and say, I know I want to do something, but I don't know what. And, you know, I have that woman that it's like managing a symphony of people yeah. and items and all of that, that she's going crazy. She's like, I'm growing and I love it, but it's so stressful because I think, ev- I feel, sorry, that everything is going out of control. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. So there's always, there's always going to be something that you need to change and you need to switch, yeah. whether it's like, you don't know which direction to go or you're feeling overwhelmed and like, can't possibly imagine doing anything else, um, in your business. So whatever that is, you just need to put a product productivity system in place. So let's go ahead and kind of walk through the steps of the lean six Sigma productivity process. Yes. So the Lean Six Sigma phases mm-hmm. are six and they, they form like the acronym. I know you love acronyms, Jordan. So this one love is for them. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the acronym is DMAIC, D-M-A-I-C. And that would be define. That is always the first phase. You have to define where you're at and what do you want. Especially the what do you want part, because if we don't know what do you want, defining where you're at is basically pointless because we don't have a referral point. Yeah, so true. Then you have to measure. A lot of people don't measure. They don't have any type of metrics. So we have to implement those to start measuring to really see the difference that, that, you know, there is where you're standing right now between what you define is your, your goal end. Mm. Then you do the analysis. Obviously you have to analyze all that data you gathered. Then you implement the improvements. Mm. Here is very important though, that if you are, for example, like me, that you're the project manager, the consultant that is helping clients to do this, that improvement needs to really come from them. Mm. even though we know why they, what they have to do, they have to believe it too, because if we yeah. force them, they're not going to follow through. And yeah. then everything would be a huge waste of time and money. And you know, I hate that. The whole thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So be really, really, you know, sure that you want to do this. Yeah. And finally, after you make the improvements, obviously the improving phase will have, you know, the whole measure and analyze yeah. within, yeah. then you move to control. That basically is, is like the maintenance. Mm. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So then as you're going through each of these steps, so like for measure, for example, are there certain things? So once you decide and define what it is, then how do you know how to measure what it is that you've just defined? Is it something that say you define that you, you know, are going to be uh, launching some new product. Mm-hmm. And so the measurements are obviously sales is one measurement that like automatically comes to mind, but 
what were, what would be other measurements that you would recommend in that particular instance that you could also measure just the success of that particular project? So again, it will always depend on the client and the products, but let's say it's you, right? It's you, Jordan. And well, (laughs) this couldn't be you because you're the master at measuring, but anyway, let's say, (laughs) let's say it's you and you're, you're launching a new product. Yes. You're going to measure the sales, but the sales actually would be the last Mm. measurement because that's the end result. What is going to happen before the launch? You can measure the progress in getting everything ready. Mm. You can also measure the reaction of people to the teasers because usually when we have a launch, we start teasing way before. So you can measure the reaction of that teasers to know if you're in the right path or not. Yeah. So you can, you know, the the most important part of measuring is not at the end. It's not when you're already there. It's way before. So when you're there, you know it's what people want. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can measure actually the reaction to the product that you're going to, you're going to launch by having a test group Mm. or a focus group. If it's something more service-based. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can measure how much your, your list grows. Mm -hmm. So true. Totally, totally agree. And I think it also is just good to know, like put those things in, like a daily or weekly, or if, you know, your launch is a month long, like every single day of the actual launch, like making sure that you're charting it so that you can tweak along the way to see what's yes. working, what's not and and play with those levers. Um, so then in the improve phase, like what is it that you're doing again? Like what is... So you're improving. Improve? Yeah, they're the action. So we, we measured in this example of the launch, we were measuring before the actual launch, right? We were measuring the, measuring the teasers and all that. We had our focus group. We had our beta group and all that sweetness that comes before the launch to make sure right. where that product or service that you're launching is going to be well accepted. Right. So the improvement part would be reading or after analyzing the results. So let's say that you did a beta group and they had a lot of negative feedback. Mm. the improvement phase would be taking those feed that feedback sorry into consideration so you can make the the necessary changes to make it a really good product or service Mm. so if you're not launching because that is a really particular example let's say it's your day-to-day process so it could be your onboarding process Mm -hmm. the improvement phase would be after you measured all the, the KPIs within that mm. process that you predefine, obviously, right. and you analyze those, those results, then you implement the things that would make that process better. So mm. that's the improvement that's phase. The improvement phase. That's, that's when you make it lean. Gotcha. So then how do you know which feedback you should take and which feedback you shouldn't take? Ah, that is a really good question because especially we as women, yeah. and obviously I love being a woman, uh, a woman yeah. but we are very emotional yeah. towards our things, like super emotional and we take <laughs> everything to heart 
every yeah. single comment a person tells us. Yeah. And in these moments, we actually need to think like a man. Yeah. And be as cold as possible, you know, have a really cold head and see if you have one specific negative feedback out of, I don't know, 20. Obviously, that is not representative. Right. It, it has to be really representative among the, the tests that you make. You know, mm -hmm. it's it always going to be an 80-20, like, like right. put it up. Pareto said. Pareto, yes. I'm sorry, my English today. <laughs> negative feedback is a mirror of something that we actually, you know, maybe a, a fear here and there that we still have around the product. Yeah. So, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they're not completely right, but maybe they're not completely wrong and you could do something to prevent that kind of reaction. Mm, yeah. No, I think that's super, super good and good to, to touch on the fact that like, it can be hard to take negative feedback or criticism or all of that sort of stuff, 110%. And I think that if you can take it from a, like a, an objective perspective to where you aren't feeling it here in your heart and just seeing it as this is just, these are statements, these are words, they don't like you know, have kind of your guard up a little bit. Because I think if we also if we take every piece of feedback, then it could become a really messy, jumbled product, because you're trying to appease everyone. And then everyone's looking at it like, what is this thing? And so, you know, it can be really important to say, okay, maybe only one person said that they wanted an orange shirt. So I don't really need to like, make a bunch of orange shirts just because one person wanted it. But like, 1700 people wanted brown shirts or whatever. So I'm going to make brown, obviously. So it's like understanding like all that different feedback and knowing which ones you shouldn't, you shouldn't take. So I agree. And understanding we're humans, maybe yeah. something about your product or service triggered something in that person that is having a really hard time. We don't know, yeah. but at the end of the day, that negative feedback will help us have a better product, a better launch, you know, because I prefer bad feedback in my measure, you know, measure phase than when I already launched. So and then I'm fucked because how much money did I lose if nobody likes what I, you know, what I have to sell because I didn't listen to them before. Yep. Yep. 110%. So it's good to have that pre I guess determined time where you are taking feedback so that when you launch it's not like oh like everybody wanted this awesome well I'm already launching so what am I supposed to do about this so I think that's super super key any other like helpful action tips for any of the different yeah. phases yeah I would say in general you have to keep your eyes open for the different different types of waste and again, this is for you, Jordan, that you love acronyms. Yeah. Within Lean Sigma, all the, the eight kind of waste, they describe or they form the acronym downtime. Ooh. That totally makes sense, right. by the way. Yeah. So downtime would then go by defects. Obviously, if you have a defect in your right. process or your products, overproduction, you have to have that sweet spot that, you know, you have a, you have a little bit of, of room. If somebody mm -hmm. asks for a big purchase, 
but you don't have way too many inventory because you know that's waste of money. Yeah. Then we have waiting. That's the W. How much time you spend waiting for parts Mm -hmm. or making or or having it done. Waiting is time. It's a waste of time and that is a waste of money. Yep. Non-utilized talent. Ooh. That that is so good because if you have a person that is, I don't know, let's say it's super smart and super capable and she's answering the phone, that's a total waste. Right. That's a complete waste. Mm. And maybe because she's answering the phone, she can actually be cheaper in the position, you know, you she will really develop herself and she could be cheaper than i don't know hiring an engineer right i don't know you know it's a it's an example yeah then you have transportation Mm. how far do you have to go to get your products or services out there how much money is it costing you you have inventory Mm. that that one goes along with overproduction inventory by itself is a lot of money when you see it as an accountant, you yeah. know? Yeah. Then you have motion. Motion is really interesting. And we usually don't take that one into account, but motion would be, for example, obviously there was, this was created for manufacturers. Yeah. So within a huge industry, but think about us entrepreneurs no. in your case that you do everything within your computer. Yep. If you have to go back and forth to find, you know, the the documents within your computer, you have to go back and forth to find the document that you need when you're working on something specific, that is motion. Mm. Because you're wasting time going back and forth. Or okay. for example, let's say you do, I don't know, hair pieces for little girls. Yeah. And you don't have in, in your in your table in your workstation, you don't have everything lined up, ready to use, and in the order you're probably going to use them, then you're wasting time in motion because you have to move all around the room to find the glue, the scissors, blah, 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 whatever it is you use for creating her pieces. Yeah. So that one is, is really overlooked. That is. And then the E is for extra processing. Oh. So maybe, you know, maybe you have a process where you go round and round, rethinking and reapproving and rethinking and reapproving yeah. to finally get it done. That is extra processing. So true. Because you should just go through one cycle, not a multiple cycles over and over and over and over again. But how yeah. many times do we see it though? So many times, <laughs> so many times. I hate wasted time. Uh, so I totally agree with you. And that's a really easy downtime. Like that's a really, a pretty easy acronym to put there too. So I like that. Any other general tips or anything about Lean Six Sigma just people should think about when trying to implement this, this system? If you're trying to implement it, implement it yourself, mm-hmm. yes, use both acronyms to yeah. keep it in mind. But don't get frustrated. At the end of the day, Rome wasn't built in one day. No. Go little by little. I personally, with my clients, I don't strive for perfection. 
you know, to be 100% lean because then that by itself is going to be super pricey. It's going to be highly, highly priced. So it's not going to be so efficient after all, because it's not going to be efficient for your, you know, for your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. So strive for percentage increments. You know, if right now I have 100% waste, let's strive to 20% improvement and you can go little by little and one process at a time. So true. Yeah. You cannot do your whole business. Oh dear goodness. (laughs) At the same time. Unless you hire a team, a very large team. Yeah. And that's, right. Again, that's <laughs> pricey. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not do that. I so agree. One process at a time, one step of the process at a time, and just taking it in bite-sized chunks. I love that. So here are the few last few questions. So what was your best financial investment in business? Ooh, there were many. I would say in general, all my coaches and mentors. Mm-hmm. because from each one of them I learned something whereas it was within me yeah. or I learned processes and you know keys to to having a productive business that is what we want yeah yeah totally I agree and then what was your worst financial investment in business oh that one is very very tough. I mean, I've overspent for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, like my, my worst financial investment would be overspending and doing or trying <laughs> or thinking, thinking yeah. I could do three, four programs at the same time. So buying them all at the same time, because that was crazy. I ended up doing none. Right. So do one at a time. That would be my worst financial investment in terms of that I invested into many that I couldn't handle. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. So where can people find you online? So give your website, Facebook, Instagram, where you hang out, all that good stuff. Woo. So nice. Well, I do have to clarify that you're going to find me in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> Before you go crazy, because I know y'all go, <laughs> going to go crazy looking for me after this. Yeah. It would be all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yes you can okay. translate google will translate it for you though yeah Doesn't google will trans- google is my friend i love yeah. him like that and yeah. he would be so nice to translate it for you yeah. so you have my website www.animeford.com and all my social medias are under under anime ford yeah so super, easy super easy Yep. Totally easy. So I'll put all of those in the show notes um, so that you can go and access them there. But Anime, thank you so much. I have loved learning something new today. And I think that a lot of people will be able to take at least one nugget and, and start implementing it in their business. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure for sure.